The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. Maybe you noticed what I did from the first reading today from Revelation chapter 7. The incredible calm and peace of heaven. A great multitude speaking with one voice, wearing white robes, holding palm branches. A place without hunger or thirst, crying or sadness. But if you've read just a little bit of that same book of Revelation, you know this. That calm, for the majority of the book of Revelation, is an exception. Much of the book is filled with images of danger and disaster, of trouble and difficulty. There are scenes with dragons and armies, bowls of blood, disasters, all kinds of different things that catch your eyes and capture what is the great tribulation described also here in Revelation chapter 7. What's clear in the book of Revelation is that that great tribulation was already part of life at the time of the writing of the book. The first few chapters record seven letters to seven churches where it describes their difficulties in living a Christian life in a fallen world. From the time of John until now and beyond, the great tribulation is part of a life in a world permanently corrupted by sin. We don't have to look very far to find the great tribulation. It fills the news, right? Terror and war on the other side of the world. We don't have to go to the other side of the world to find the great tribulation either. We find it right here. Crime and violence. Deceit and lies. Sometimes even in our own homes. We find broken promises and broken lives. Sometimes we look inside of ourselves and see the problems we ourselves have caused with our own sin. Or we see chaos in our lives, the results of the sin of others. We're reminded of the great tribulation in which we live. Sometimes God gives us moments of peace and tranquility, but the fact remains that we live in a time of great tribulation, and will do so until Jesus comes again to put it to an end. Those pictured in Revelation chapter 7, though, have come out of the great tribulation. Instead of chaos, instead of deceit, danger, and disaster, they live in a place of peace, tranquility, and calm. They live in a place where all the things that caused them trouble in their lives in this world have passed away. And as we read those words in Revelation chapter 7, we see why it is. It's because everyone there in heaven is focused on the same thing. Everyone there in heaven is focused on the Lamb. They are there before the Lamb and before the throne, it says. 
They are there focused on the one to whom salvation it to whom salvation belongs. Salvation belongs to the Lamb. Rescue from a world of tribulation is his, and he has chosen to share it. The Lamb alone came to the world, recognized immediately by John the Baptist as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He didn't contribute to the problem. He solved it. He lived a perfect life, sacrificed himself, shedding his blood on the cross, rising to show his victory, and promising that because he lives, we also will live with him forever in heaven, in the place where there is calm instead of chaos, tranquility instead of tribulation. And we look forward to that day where we, together with all believers of all times, will be there in a place where we won't have to deal anymore with all that troubles us here in this world. Where we, you and I, will be wearing the white robes and holding the palm branches. Where we will be there focused on the Lamb. It's a great future that we have to look forward to. A future of calm instead of chaos. But it's not just a future. We could also have a little taste of that here right now. We look at what heaven is all about, and it's not a great place, oh yeah, and Jesus is there too. You look at those verses that we read earlier for Revelation chapter 7, and you can see it throughout verse 9, verse 11, verse 15, verse 17, and sprinkled in other places as well. The place is perfect because Jesus is there, because we are focused on the Lamb. The essence of heaven is the perfect presence of the Lamb and us being able to be a part of it. And then we think about right now. As we go through troubles in this world of great tribulation, and we can do the same thing. The letter to the Hebrews was written to a people struggling with faith, struggling with the great tribulation, struggling with chaos. Hebrews chapter 11 talks about the saints who had gone before, shares their example of faith. And then chapter 12 of Hebrews talks to believers right now. And in those trials and troubles, encourages them to fix their eyes on Jesus. It's what we'll do in heaven. It's what we see in Revelation chapter 7. And it's what we can do right now. If you are disturbed by the atrocities and terror and wars in other places, fix your eyes on Jesus. Because the Lamb is also the Good Shepherd who promises to lead us to the valley of the shadow of death. If you're troubled by what you see in your home, in the relationships in this fallen world, fix your eyes on Jesus. It's the Good Shepherd who promises us that despite all that, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives, and we'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In this world of lies and deceit, if you have trouble remembering what the truth is, fix your eyes on Jesus. 
Let him lead you beside the quiet waters of his word where you find out what the true and everlasting word of God is for you. Whatever it may be, fix your eyes on Jesus. In this world, we can have a tiny foretaste of what we'll have in full and in eternity. There's one other thing that we should mention. Sometime in this, sometimes in this world we think of peace and tranquility and calm as coming when we have moments of solitude. But in heaven, there's peace and tranquility and calm, but there we are with a great multitude. So often in this world, differences between people are the cause for division. They say that if you want to prove original sin, you put a small group of three-year-olds in one room for five minutes with a single toy. You see it in front of you. People of different nations, tribes, peoples, and languages have been battling through the centuries. We see so often how differences become cause for division. And it's because sin has destroyed our natural harmony with God and our natural harmony with one another. We see it in our own lives, caused by the sin of others or by our own. We see the chaos sown by sin. But in heaven, there will be a multitude gathered in one place at one time, and there will be no division despite the differences. Because every single person there will be there for the same reason. Not because they were without the stain of sin in their lives, In fact, every single person in heaven will have had the stain of sin, of thought, word, and action in their lives. But through faith in the Lamb, will have been washed clean of those sins and stand before him in his perfect righteousness. And because of that shared righteousness, the clean robes that they wear, clean of sin, You and I and all believers of all time will be there before the throne and before the Lamb. It's a reality in the future. It's something that we have right now, the peace that passes all understanding in Jesus, and something we share with believers around the world and across the ages. As a missionary to Latin America, I have the privilege of seeing just a little bit about what that's like. As God has blessed us to reach literally hundreds of thousands of people through online outreach that has resulted in on-the-ground groups forming around the Word of God, you see the change that the Word of God brings to people's lives, the peace that they have that passes all understanding in the Lamb. A man named Camilo, a restaurant owner in Bogota, Colombia, describes himself, before coming to know his Savior, as an angry man. Now, he lives in the peace that passes all understanding in his Savior Jesus. Dr. Eduardo Milanese in Cochabamba, Bolivia, struggles with lawsuits that threaten his medical practice and his livelihood. But he has a calm because he knows who sits on the throne. Maria Teresa is a 25-year veteran of the riot police in the conflict-ridden city of Mexico City. 
but she's moved to tears when she talks about God's unconditional love for her in Jesus. Maria Teresa and Camilo and Eduardo have the same peace that we have. You may never get the privilege of meeting them in this world, but you will. One day when we're all before the throne and before the Lamb in heaven, wearing the robes of Jesus' righteousness, singing with one voice about him who has brought us out of the great tribulation, about the Lamb with whom we will spend eternity in a calm after the chaos. You and I will be there. What a great comfort to know that despite what happens in this world, that cannot be taken away from us because Jesus, who owns salvation, has given it to us. It's a calm that will be ours after the chaos. It's a peace that we also have right now.